I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome again to episode 18 of NBA Holes. I am Joe Connors, co-hosting tonight with Mr. Justin Wells, who is, t- is filling in for Dave Hendrick. Justin's been on the show before. How you doing, buddy? Hi, I'm good, and I am not Dave Hendrick. He is not Dave Hendrick. He's filling in for Dave Hendrick. Did I say that wrong? I, feel, I think you got it right. I think I got that right. Yeah. It's it's I'm, it's not even late and I'm tired, but that's because I have children. So not an excuse, but um, Justin is our resident Knicks fan. Justin and I live pretty close to each other. He's a native New Yorker. I'm a native Pennsylvanian. So let's do this. Um, we, uh, we're we going to start the way we always start, and that's Twitter questions. And our first one is from Rick at Ricardinho1892. And Justin, I'll, I'll go to you first. What's the scarier proposition for the NBA? The Celtics getting the fifth pick or the Sixers getting the sixth pick in this coming draft? Um, obviously we, the Sixers, I say, we, that's my team. Most people who've listened to the show know that's my team traded away. Um, the, for the, well, that Lakers pick to the Celtics for the number one pick in this year for Markel Fultz, who has not played yet, but Rick is asking. So if it's between two and five, Boston gets it. If it's one or after six or below the Sixers get it. So just what is the scarier proposition for you? Uh, probably Boston getting getting another top five talent in there. That team is like I, the Sixers are really good, but it's a lot of that falls on the shoulders of really two players. Mm-hmm. And and you know Embiid and Simmons are awesome and they're freaks, but you look at that Celtics roster, you add another you know another like a legit just another point guard, some more some more size, somebody somebody to take a little bit of pressure off of Horford. Um, and that team is basically unbeatable and unplayable, which they've been pretty much close to this year. So I, I, I think I think making the Celtics stronger is the uh, the scarier proposition of the two. Yeah, I would actually totally agree with this. Um, and, and your points Sixers, about this: the Sixers are a fourteen and sixteen team as we as we're talking about today. The Celtics are twenty six and seven. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's exactly it. The Sixers have lost seven of eight. Um, 
not having Embiid just again I think the fallacy of people think the Sixers are ready to win it, it's just not the case um and a lot of Sixers are fans are, are are rightly frustrated I get it but um guys we're we're dealing with our two best players are 23 and 21 neither have played a full season in the NBA that's the reality and the number one pick who I still feel is going to be really good unfortunately hasn't played a game yet so for me, the scarier thing is definitely the Celtics. I don't know how that can be debatable. You, like you said, you add another top five talent in, in what looks to be another really uh, stacked class, especially in your first five, six, seven picks. Um, that could get scary because they're already they're already depth and the the best thing that happened to the the Celtics is Gordon getting hurt because now people can say, well, we didn't know we had in Tatum. We didn't really know what we had in Jalen Brown, but it gives those two kids a ton of minutes. So when, you know, I'm Hayward will come back. I don't know about this year. I don't know if that's the smartest thing to do because that was a nasty injury, but he'll certainly be back next year. Um, at what kind of player? I have no idea. I'm guessing he'll come back to damn near close what he was, and he's a star in the league. So for me, definitely the Celtics getting the fifth pick um, or anywhere two to five is incredibly scary. So. Next question, and, our, and this will this will uh, end off our Twitter questions, is from um, Mike Osher at Mike Osher eighty one. Again, a childhood friend of mine, the only childhood friend I have on Twitter. He's asking, who has the better future in the West, the Nuggets or the Timberwolves? And obviously, you know what Dave's answer to this. He screamed out Wolves. But Justin, what do you think, man? I think it's Minnesota. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, both, both, both they're, they're a game apart right now, but questions, you know, forward-looking. Carl Anthony Towns has hit a little bit of a stumble in his development, but he's, uh, he's, he's going to be fine. Andrew Wiggins is a really nice player. Um, you know, Jimmy Butler ain't exactly that old. Jeff Teague isn't exactly that old. Like, I think those guys are still – I think Teague and Butler are still, I think, in their late 20s, and to be perfectly honest, the way that Teague plays the game, he's, you know, a very under the rim player, he can uh, he'll he'll age fine. He's a reasonably intelligent point guard. So I think that there's a little bit more of a bright future just from the the upside talent being at uh, Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. I think are just both better players than uh than than, than Nikola than Nikola Jokic, who's I think still very good. But uh, yeah, it's Minnesota. Yes, yeah, again, it's hard to disagree there. You, you said Jokic, and I'm looking at the Nuggets roster, and I'm like, well, um, like who, who's, a, who's a difference maker there is the first Wait, thing I yeah. would look at. Yeah, Gary, and, Gary Harris is a nice player. Jamal Murray is a nice player. Like They're all, they're all nice players. Nice players. That, that's, that's exactly it. Uh, nobody on that team screams out, Jokic is very good, but if you're asking me would I rather have him or Carl Anthony Towns, I'm going to say Carl Anthony Towns. And yeah, you're right. He has hit a little bump in his development, but he's a kid. Yeah. He's a kid. Not not saying Jokic isn't, but Jokic doesn't have the offensive repertoire that Carl Anthony Towns does. And the weird thing about Towns is that he was actually really good defender in college and then got in the NBA. But again, people who don't play basketball, who make assumptions, not Justin, not myself, not Dave, not people who listen to this pod, but they they don't realize that like playing for different coaches is a drastic thing. Going from John Calipari the Tom Thibodeau couldn't be any more different. It's just that takes time for kids to learn. And when you listen to town speak, he's very intelligent. So I'm not worried about him. Uh, Wiggins is a good player. I still think there's more there. Whether it comes out is a different story. 
Um, I mean, would you be a little bit afraid that Andrew Wiggins is a one talent player, which is just scoring? Yes, and there, and I was that's where exactly where I was going because I just there's something about him that I don't know. It's I don't want to. You can't judge people because you don't know them, and judging people off of body language is the dumbest thing in the world. And I, I don't like when people do that. I, I hate doing it, but he just sort of seems like like an instant offense guy, but he doesn't seem like he's a difference maker. At the moment, again, young kid, I get he can change in, in a one bit. He got the big contract, so everything's in place. I don't know if it happens, but and Jimmy Butler's only 28. And he's a, one of the top 10, 15 best players in the NBA, if you ask me. So going forward, I, I just don't see anybody else. Like they, who's on – again, we, we said they have nice players. You have Gary Harris, Jamal Murray. I don't know what Jamal Murray is. You know, like is he a shooter? Is he? A, I don't think he's good enough to dribble or to be a point guard. Uh, Moody is nothing impressive to me. Paul Millsap's not a young player. Uh, like who Emma, else you got? Emmanuel you know, Moutier is a guy who you look at and say, you have a lot of physical talent. And you've just not played nearly enough basketball. That's what it is. And I don't know if that kid will ever be good. He has everything to be good, but what are you waiting for? That's the thing. So I, again, other than, other than Jokic, I don't see anybody there who I would like, Oh man, I'd love to have that guy on my team. Again, Gary Harris, nice player. But I wouldn't be screaming out for him to be on the 76ers at the moment. Or a 32-year-old Paul Millsap. Exactly. And that's the thing. Good player, but that guy could be shot in a year. I, I don't I don't want that on my team. So I'd rather have right, the two young kids. He's already missing three he's already missing three months because uh, yeah. broken wrist. So. Broken wrist, that's exactly right. So usually when you get older, that stuff tends to happen. Yeah. So all right, that's the only Twitter questions tonight. Everybody, thank you for sending them in. Usually we get a ton more, and, and Dave and I usually end up spending three quarters of the pot on that. But um, we're going to move into something else, and it, this question is, I think is tough. Um, if I asked it at the beginning of the season, I would have said, nah, I don't, I don't think they can. But my question to you, Justice, can the, can the Rockets beat the Warriors in the playoffs? And if they can't, could somebody else, maybe like a San Antonio, Kawhi's back now? This question is more of just a, how the Rockets are playing. Can they beat the Warriors in seven games? Yes. They match up well uh, with them. They, 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 like, they, both of them have backcourts that give you trouble. Both of them have like a Swiss Army Knife kind of player. In, uh, you know, Ariza does it like not nearly to the same level that uh, you know, Draymond Green does. But good, you know, solid defender, keys in, key in their defense. Spots up and shoot threes. I mean, Ariza doesn't pass the ball or rebound like Green, but he's a he's a Swiss Army knife player. Clint Capella is really, really, really good in the middle. That that's the guy. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the difference. That's I the think. thing that they don't have. And then also, when you go to the second units, Eric Gordon's better than anybody in, in, in Golden State second unit. Yeah, it's they're all they're valid points. And I thought of again, if I'd asked this in the beginning, I would have said absolutely not. But now I'm looking at this team, and this Houston team just really jacks well three. Really? Oh, they really are. Daryl Morey is a very, very intelligent man um, and has figured out, you know, how to how to put the team together. He's been chasing Chris Paul for years, finally gets him. And I was against that. I, I'm not a Chris Paul fan. Uh, I didn't think it would work. And it has so far. And I know he was hurt, but he's been back for a while now and it's still working. And they're still incredible. And they're shooting threes at the highest rate ever in the NBA. And they're making them that they, like you said, bring Eric Gordon a guy who's played probably maybe his best basketball ever. I know it's only 30 games, but he's played incredible for them. Uh, Ryan Anderson, a guy who's pretty much a stiff, but he can shoot. 
You know, like when you just when you have James Harden on your team and Chris Paul on your team, and then you and again you said Clint Capella, who's been fantastic this year, uh, and is a young player, another really good young player in the league. But when you have the Harden and Paul, yeah, you can probably match them with Curry. Yeah, you could probably match them with Curry and um, what's his face? I'm drawing a blank. Jesus, Thompson. Yes, thank you. With Clay Thompson, and there's not much of a difference. And I don't know how you you really can't stop. James Harden. James Harden is the only person that stops James Harden. Right. And it's it's basically a James Harden Steph Curry matchup against each other is the is the equivalent idea of just deciding that you just don't want to watch defense. Basically, yeah. And and the, neither of them play it, and they're they, you know nobody even tries to eat, act like they do because they definitely don't. But I think about it, and I'm like, you know what? If if especially if the Rockets get home court advantage, you know, like nobody wants to play at the Oracle Arena. Like it's a, it's a pain in the ass to play at that place. Um, I don't know much about, I know where Houston plays, but I don't, I wouldn't say they have a massive home court advantage. What do you think? Um, I would, I, I know that Houston doesn't have a massive, court. I mean, it's a, it's a tough place to play, but no, no place is tougher to play right now in the NBA than Oracle arena. Like yeah. it, it's, it's, it's the loudest. And it's also like, you know, just, uh, turns into a sea of yellow during the playoffs that like, becomes really intimidating. I don't, it, they've got so much practice in playing big games that, uh, they're, they're the most. Like that's the other thing about do, can Houston win? Yes, will they? This is where I don't know. It's there's such a mystique around playing the Warriors in the playoffs right now mm-hmm. because they're there just so they're so so good. Like they 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 lost one game in this entire postseason, and it was because of the fact that you know like someone gave them a shot like someone gave them a shot in the mouth for when they had already pretty much nominally won the title. Yeah, that's basically it. I mean they. That, that they make LeBron's teams who are who are good teams. You know, they're not all-time great teams, but they did beat them one time. But the two series that they won, they made those LeBron teams look like dog shit. And I don't think anybody else in the league can do that. So the Houston team is very interesting. Nobody, nobody else can, like, I think what it was is nobody else can, exp- like, the Cavs are outside, I guess, probably, like, last season. Outside... Kyrie and LeBron, and maybe to like an extent that I don't want to give him any credit, Kevin Love. Like outside yeah, of those yeah, yeah. three, who on that team really scares you? Kyle Korver or J.R. Smith? Nobody, absolutely nobody. So, so, but but nobody can really expose that because of the fact that nobody makes LeBron expend nearly enough energy on both sides of the court mm-hmm. to have to worry there. The Warriors were the only team that could do that. They could run them ragged. Yeah. And he has to chase shooters everywhere, and he just can't be everywhere. And like you said, it's that's how they Kevin Love is an absolute liability against teams like that because he he really can't guard anybody out there. Can't now, like, sh- yeah, he can't move. He can shoot from out there, but then Draymond Green just has the whole lane by himself. And you know, Tristan Thompson is a, is a decent player, but he's nowhere near good enough, and he'll get in foul trouble, which is what you saw. And he's no threat to score the ball unless it's like an alley oop or like a putback. So, um. I don't. I don't know. I, I I would say the Rockets can beat them. I don't think they will, but they certainly can. Um, and San Antonio, I don't. I they're probably running third in the pecking order. Would you agree with that in the West? Yeah, the thing that I was most shocked with was how well they survived Kawhi's Kawhi's uh, injury and, and delayed start to the season. They Amazing. Were, yeah. They, I mean, that's just that's just Popovich. Yeah. Yeah. He's Dave and I's all time favorite coach. Uh, uh, all time. All time. All time. He's he's mine too. Oh, see, there you go. Yeah, I just, I, he's like, he was everything that I would want in a coach. He's just, from his demeanor 
to his coaching ability, to how he runs the program. He's just the perfect coach. So, all right. So this is the meat of the pod. And I asked Justin beforehand, I said, you're building a team right now. It has to be players who are playing right now. I want your starting lineup and I want your coach. So I'll let you go first. Um, and Justin said, does it, does it have to be realistic? And I said, no, you build your team any way you want to. Uh, if you want to put five New York Knicks on there, go right ahead. It doesn't bother me, but I'll let you go first. And you can either do three guards, three forwards, five centers. Doesn't matter. Knock yourself out. All right. So I'm going with some freakish athleticism in okay. uh, in building a front court. And I'm trying to. If, I'm thinking about if I was building a team, I'd want to build a team that's reasonably young, so that there's mm-hmm. something to project going forward. Same. So, so when I'm talking about freakish athleticism, that I, I go no further than Giannis Antetokounmpo. As the uh, Ooh, guy, as a guy I, like, I build my team around. I like the name pronunciation. You mastered that. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm a big fan of the freak. I, he's amazing, but I have I I, I can't say I have done 17 of these and can't say his name right one time. So congrats. There you go. <laughs> I have I have owned him in every single season of his career. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget? Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Oh yeah, he's a monster, isn't he? I, I I I'm truly in love with him, and in order to take him in my fantasy draft this year, I had to get lucky enough to actually get the first pick. Oh, nice. He's not disappointed, but he's no, he's he's an absolutely amazing player. Does pretty much everything you need someone to do, except for the fact that he uh, he can't really shoot at all. But who needs to shoot if you can get down the lane and dunk it from any place inside half court? Yeah, constantly. That's all he does. Yeah, but he can't stop it. So. Yeah. And also, given I also have a freakish, uh, you know, a freakish uh, obsession with length, I'm gonna go with a seven foot three inch Latvian who can shoot. I would, yeah. I would also, I would also pick Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah, fantastic pick, fantastic player. Yeah. Now, leaning younger, I still want to, you know, put something out out in, in a in a guard position, mm-hmm. and uh, if, I would probably go the rookie at the two. Um, I'd pick Donovan. I'd go long term the uh, upside of Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, fantastic player out of Utah. Yeah, he's he's doing he's I mean he's carrying that team offensively. 
He is. He's yeah. shooting. He's shooting a hundred shots a game, but he basically has to. But you know, yes. he's a very good player. Yeah, and I mean, the other thing I did think, Joe, is I, I would. Uh, I, I did keep cap considerations into. Uh, oh, okay. In, into it, so I'd want a team that I'd be able to keep going and moving forward for a few years. At All center, right. I struggled between two guys, but in the end, I'm going with the uh, the, the the better defender of the two. Um, it was between Clint Capella actually and uh, Rudy Gobert. Okay. Like I, I'm thinking in in the in this construct I have, this is like a three max contract team where two other guys are well paid, and I'm basically investing nothing in a bench. But okay. uh, <laughs> Rudy Gobert, and then my uh, my point guard, if I'm if I'm also straying young, given how he's played over the you know the beginning of his career, and the once again my love of freakish athleticism is uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, he's he is really really good, and you definitely want all freakish athleticism, which I have no problem with because they're the funnest players to watch. But um, the other thing you do need is, spa- is the ability to space the floor, and Porzingis with his ability to shoot the three, and Donovan Mitchell with his ability to shoot the three. Plus, everybody's uh, everybody there is just athleticism and you know ability to protect the rim between having two guys who block an awful lot of shots between uh, Porzingis and Gobert. Uh, and if I had to pick somebody in the NBA to coach these guys, um, I'm not going for youth. I am, in fact, sticking in my wheelhouse, and I want Greg Popovich coaching that team. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's My coach, I'll go down to two. I actually picked the other one, who I'm sure went right across your mind as well. And I love Pop, so I can't argue with that. But um, So I, I thought about my team, and I went a different way. But now that I kind of like what you said, that makes more sense. Why don't we build up from the beginning with younger players, let them play out? So – my five and my enforcer and my guy, and I pray he stays healthy, is obviously Joel Embiid um, because I he's cons- a difference maker. I considered him. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of hard not to when you – he has bad games and he's putting up 22 and 10. And you watch him and you go, where, where, how's, he, how's he scoring these points? Where did, that, where did that happen? He just does it by accident. You know, it's a guy who's been – started didn't start playing basketball until he was 17 years old. He played volleyball and, and soccer. Um and he's 23, and you know you you gotta pray he stays healthy. I get that. I totally understand that. And then if he doesn't, then my team's probably screwed. But at four, I had your boy Chris Stops, um, and it still eats at me to this day that he's not a sixer. Uh, he was the pick over Jalal Okafor, and there's a lot of stuff behind that. Uh, I don't know what's true and what's not true. A lot of people say, well, one thing is a fact is they didn't want to play in Philly, his agent. Now they can only control so much of that. If the Sixers drafted him, he wanted him in New York, which obviously you, you want to build your name. You want to go to New York City. That That's pretty obvious in the NBA. But they would also not release his medical records, which, again, if it's me, I don't care. The kid's phenomenal. Um, there's a reason he's called the Unicorn and a thousand other nicknames. He is just so freaking good. And a guy that big who can rebound, who can defend, who can shoot has to be on my team. So I'll make him my four. Um, I Leonard at 26 because I love Kawhi Leonard. Is on, uh, again, drafted 15th in the 2011 draft, which is – do you think about it now and you're like, my God. And he was traded. You know, The Pacers drafted him. He was traded to the Spurs. So – uh, and he's, he's the best defender in basketball. That's why that well, that was the big reason why I wanted him because I want my guys to defend. I love your logic, what you said behind the shooting, um, and you actually you have a great defensive team too. But you you can't play basketball one way. It's why I picked Embiid at center because he is 
when you look at the Sixers plus minus and you look at the Sixers with him and without him on the court, they're basically a really below average team without him um, and without Fultz too. But, you know, when you, you have Ben Simmons and a bunch of journeymen, you put him on the court and it turns into a vastly different team. So there's a reason for that. He Nobody wants to drive the lane on him. He's athletic. He can block shots. But we're talking Kristaps. We're talking Kawhi. Um, the other two positions I'm sort of struggling with, Giannis I have to have in there. I, I mean, he can play so many different positions. He can score whenever he wants to. He's a young kid. And he's one of the best basketball players in the NBA right now. So everything you said about him applies to my team as well. So the only other position I would need is a point guard, which is what I played in college. is my favorite, favorite, favorite position. Now, you could argue that Giannis could probably play it, and he, and he, he obviously can. Um, but again, he can play basically – I mean, if you wanted to sit Embiid for a little bit, Giannis, you can get away with playing five because of the NBA body. You could probably get away with Kawhi Leonard playing that against some teams as well. But I went for point guard. I, I wanted to pick Steph Curry, but then I looked at it and I'm like – Steph is what, 29? I think he's 29. So I didn't want to pick him. And there was other guys. Like, again, I don't like Chris Paul. Donovan Mitchell's a good shout. But for upside and the the player I think he's going to turn into, I got to go with Ben Simmons. Like, I, the, he just, he can do it. He can do a lot of things. And I want my players. I know that sounds like I'm really Philadelphia biased. And, you could say that. I could have said James Harden, obviously, but I was kind of thinking the same thing you are. I don't want guys on the tail ends. Uh, not tail ends. He's in the – I shouldn't say tail end. That was stupid. Yeah, James Harden's in an absolute prime. Yeah, he is, he's a, he is in his absolute prime. But I just – it would have been easy for us to go LeBron. Dave and I did this before, and it was before the season. Um, I think we are like three games in, and it was like, okay, we got to put LeBron on our team. He's clearly the best player in basketball. But then you start going Steph, and then you go – Curry and Durant. Well, obviously you're going to put those guys on your team, but I'm glad that you made it different. It made me change my list. And Ben Simmons sees the court like nobody else. He's a good dribbler. He can get a shot. Now he has to work on a jumper. He doesn't need a three point shot. He just needs to shoot the ball. And I think he can. I just don't know why he's not doing it. He goes back and forth between being aggressive and not aggressive. Um, so that's scary a little bit, but again, he's 21 years old, first season in the NBA and his numbers are outstanding. Um, and he's a really good defensive player, which is not going to get credit for 30 games into a season. And maybe he shouldn't, but if you watch that Oklahoma city game, even though they lost, um, he played Westbrook incredibly well, like in- incredibly well, um, made him shot 10 for 33 and guarded him a lot of that. So, that's my five, and my coach, begrudgingly, is Brad Stevens from the Celtics. Um, I love Pop. Again, he's my favorite all-time coach, maybe in any sport ever, which is saying a lot because I watch a lot of sports. Um, I love Pop, but I want Brad Stevens because I want the young guy with the young team. Brad Stevens is just a really smart coach. He was a smart coach at uh, Butler. He's a smart coach, again, begrudgingly saying this because I hate the Celtics. He's a great coach with them. The record shows he's put that team together. He's kept that team together over the Hayward injury, which is not easy to do. Teams easily, Justin, you know this, they fall apart when stuff like that happens. Um, so that's what I'm going to go with. Do you do you have a six-man that you want to go with? If I have to pick a six-man, I'm going to go with energy and, electric, and the ability to score in bunches. 
So I haven't really given that much thought, but I'd probably say, I mean, six man, I can I could pick a veteran. I'm gonna I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna go with um, Eric Gordon. Yeah, that's the guy. It's funny because we're always like, done. It's always yeah, done it, so well in his career. Yeah, I totally agree, and he's doing it perfect this year. So I would actually totally agree with that, and I'm gonna go with the same exact pick. Um, so we're moving pretty fast in this pod, which is completely. Absolutely fine. Guile, Guile like that because we're usually not moving fast in this pod. But um, the last thing I kind of wanted to talk about is the rookie class. I'm always excited about rookie classes, and especially when your team has one in there. And it's fun. You know, it's a good thing. So my question to you is who has been your favorite rookie so far this season? Doesn't have to be the best. Just what you've watched and what you've seen. It could have been a guy who's been drafted low. Who You're like, man, that guy can ball. I'm glad he got picked there. Who's your favorite rookie so, so far? In the interest of homerism, I can say Frank Frank Nielakina. He's, He's played well. Nielakina's good. I mean, Frankie Smokes, has, Frankie Smokes has professional game. If he never develops a reli- anything reliable on the offensive end as far as a jump shot, he still sticks in the NBA as a defensive player. Like he's, oh, he's no very, question. very good at that. And yes, he's he shown is. some ability to make plays. So Frankie Nielakina is my favorite of any rookies just as, by proxy of – playing for the team I root for. But if, if I'm going to expand the answer a bit more, I mean, I know we both, we mentioned two guys that I've really loved watching thus far this season uh, in our ideal teams. Like, I, I think Ben Simmons right now, you give the rookie of the year hands down. Yeah, I agree. And I love Donovan Mitchell. And then Dennis, yeah. Smith, Jun- Dennis Smith Jr. has been fun. Uh, I think that the draft is bit, it's weird because, I mean, Jason Tatum's having a really great rookie here too. There yeah, is, he's leading the league in three-point percentage. Yeah. There's some very good rookie talent in the NBA. Um, the amazing part is, is that the number one pick right now looks like a guy who a lot of Philadelphia, a lot of Philadelphia sports fans are pre-writing already off as a bust because he can't lift his arm over his head. <laughs> also, he couldn't beat Yale in college, so like I got some issues with him. Mr. Fultz? Yeah, he couldn't beat Yale. Yeah, well, that that team was dog shit. Um, it was, but I would expect basketball. Yes, you should be able to be the best. Pl- if you have the best player on the court, you you're at a tremendous advantage. No, you're right. Usually, you're absolutely right about that because usually that's why people make super teams and that's why they usually win. There's a reason for that. Yeah. Um, Markel Fultz is, well, you don't really know what he is. We saw him in summer league. He looked fine, but you can't take anything from that. Anybody who watches basketball knows that. Um, so. I'm not going to write a guy off who he didn't tear an Achilles. Uh, I don't, it's a weird situation because I don't actually know what's wrong with them because a part of that is I don't trust the Sixers because we have a history of making like meniscus tears into eight month injuries. And you know, it's just a weird thing because the agent comes out and says he got something injected two days later. He didn't get something injected. Then he has an imbalance in his scapula. They're talking all these terms. And I'm going, this doesn't make sense. Then he's then he's shooting free throws, really really weird. He's shooting free throws in practice. He's only shooting with his left hand. I don't get it. I don't know if it's a guy who got the yips. I don't know if it's a guy who's actually hurt. All I know is he better come back and play like the number one overall pick. It's weird because it's just strange. Also, it's considering the thing that makes the trade worse is the fact, or at least look worse, is seeing Tatum play really well. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. Like, and I, I'm a big Duke fan, so Jason Tatum didn't play 
at all. And, and he was not horrible at Duke. I don't want to sound like I'm hating just because he's a Celtic, but he did not play like he's playing now that he did for Duke. He played no defense for Duke. He didn't pass the ball. He didn't see the court. And I don't, you know, so I know at college sometimes guys just aren't, guys don't really want to be there and their games are more tailored for the NBA. Um, ben Simmons being one of those guys, he didn't want to be at LSU. Game is tailor made for the NBA. And clearly Jason Tatum is one of those guys too. Now I will say this about Jason Tatum. I don't know what his ceiling is. If this is the best he plays, that's a fantastic pick either way. Uh, but he is also on one of the best teams in the league, and that does help you. Oh, it hides when, things. Yeah. Well, you have Al Horford, who is criminally underrated. You have Kyrie Irving, who I always thought was one of the best players in the NBA, another Duke kid, and he never just got the chance to shine because you, anybody who plays with LeBron is in LeBron's shadow. That's just the way it is. Uh, and you have other guys. Jalen Browns took a massive step ahead. The coach is fantastic. The players all bought in. Again, I'm not taking anything away from the kid. He's been really, really good. But I just don't know how good. I'd rather have Fultz's upside because Fultz can do more on a basketball court. He can, In theory, he can shoot better, which is crazy because Jason Tatum is leading the NBA in three-point percentage. Again, 30 games in, let's see how it plays out because these things tend to average out. Um, but we'll see. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, you talked about earlier, has just been unreal. The kid can just light up the basket. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He can play. He was good at Louisville. He, he, he stepped this game up massively. Um, again, the, the Knicks kid, Frankie, it's a good pick. I mean, a lot of people killed him. I didn't really see much of him. I, I was kind of indifferent on the, on the pick. Uh, I don't watch French basketball leagues, but, you know, you got to take people whose opinion on that stuff counts. And, you know, he's, he was a good pick. And Laurie Markinen, who I thought was going to be horrendous, is has played very well for the Bulls. To be fair, he um, is a horrendous defender. Yes, he, he doesn't know how to defend. And I think a lot of that is his, his body is just – well, first of all, he doesn't have the quickest feet, which is not good in the NBA. Um, but he is not very big either. So when you're a shooter outside and you're a big guy, you tend to be a bad – he's like the Kevin Love, but like Kevin Love is a weird guy because Kevin Love in theory should be well-defined and he has like – he just looks like a, like a college kid that rolled out of bed who never worked on his body. Not that he's out of shape, but he has no muscle tone, which is very weird for a guy who's that big. He's it's actually just like shitty Larry Bird. He's like the, yeah, he's very he's very like, shitty Larry Bird. He's broke versions person of Larry Bird. <laughs> it's just weird. Like I, he was such a great. I mean, he was fantastic for Minnesota. Like, and then he goes. To, I understand you're not going to be the same player again. LeBron's shadow. His physique is just weird for a guy. Like, I don't know if he lifts weights. It just doesn't appear that he does. Um, I guess he, he feels he doesn't have to because he just shoots three pointers. So, I don't know. It's a weird thing. Um, obviously, Ben Simmons has been just fun to watch. Uh, he's going to have his ups and downs like any rookie. He does need to work on things, of course, like any, any player needs to work on things. But again, just naturally does things on a basketball court that other people can't. Other people will not be able to. Um, I don't know who you compare him to. A lot of people say Magic Johnson. I, I, I don't like that comparison. It's People say mini LeBron. Well, if he's mini LeBron, he's incredibly mini LeBron because LeBron does anything he wants on a basketball court. Um, they're bi- his build and LeBron's build are also drastically different. Um, yes, LeBron they're, they're is built like a Mack truck, and Ben Simmons is 
pretty frail. And LeBron had his had a forty a thirty five year old man man's body when he was nineteen. Yeah, I remember seeing those pictures of him in high school. Yeah, and he was like 15, 16 years old, and he's like chiseled. And you know, like guys like that, they're not a dime a dozen. You know, they, they, that's why he's LeBron James, and he's not some just uh, washed out guy in the league, some some next guy who didn't pan out. You know, it's not that's not how it is. So, I'm trying to think of other rookies. Who am I forgetting here? Um, I think that we, oh, Dennis Smith Jr. has been basically a human highlight film. Yeah, just um, bang, he's just been banged up lately, and he does have yeah. he's got some inconsistencies in his game because right now it's a lot of athleticism and driving to the hoop, but not yeah. a ton of refinement. And that's right, and you can only get away with that for so long. That's why I, I, I harp it on Ben Simmons, but you need to have a mid range game, or people will just pack the lane on you, especially when you have uh, Embiid as your center who can shoot, but he, he does work in the post too. So, um, anything else basketball you want to bring up, Just? You want to talk about your Knicks? Your Knicks are playing well, man. Yeah, they're not, that's they're not picked to be horrendous. It's you know, it's it's they have a a, a core of players who are um, pretty energetic, and the, for the first time in in a long time, uh, the Knicks actually are a pretty balanced defensive team. So, they are. I mean. They're, they've got some players that I like. They're not. This is going to keep up. They're not going to. They're not going to remain. In, well, yeah, they could finish eighth in the East. Um, I think they could too. They could. They're. 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 Absolutely home, do. Their home and away splits are, are nauseating for for the Knicks for me right now because uh, it's they're fourteen and five at home and I think they're like they're they're two and eleven on the road or something like that. Um, so they they do need to pick it up there. That's something a young team battles through. But they've been also surviving uh, Tim Hardaway, who you know is the uh, team's second leading scorer, uh, you know being injured. And the Hardaway contract sucks, but Hardaway is actually a reasonably good player. And then, yeah, you know he is a good player. And then poor Stingus is going to be bothered by nagging injuries for his entire career because being seven foot three is hard on the body. So yep. Uh, I mean, I think there's I think there's every chance they can continue on the trajectory to taking the eight seed. Um, Kyle O'Quinn is my favorite unheralded player in the NBA. Um, he's got an awesome beard. So. Awesome beard, and he's, he's just a, he's a good energy guy. Um, yeah, I like really those guys. Hard, defense really hard. Kind of the heart. He, I think he's the heart and soul of the team, um, which makes sense, you know, because he, he is a uh, actual native New Yorker and grew up a Knicks fan. So it's nice. To, it's nice to see him, uh, you know, playing playing well and ha- having a good run in New York. But yeah, the team's the team's fun to watch for the first time in a long time. So. Uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm actually enjoying uh, my basketball this season for once. So do you finally think? And I know you always have that owner underneath you, and it's it's a shame because I say it all the time. I don't like the Knicks, but the Knicks being good is really good for the NBA. Do you see them finally moving in the right direction? I think they are moving in the right direction. I mean, they have their own draft picks going forward. The thing That's is, true. the thing is, is Porzingis might just be too good to put them high up in the lottery, which means that they're going to have to find another way to attract players. And yeah. it's the Tim Hardaway contract, because at least he's going to produce something on the court is it's bad. It's a terrible contract. It's way overpaid, but, but they had to do it though. Right. But they had, I mean, to, you, they, you they had to, a, they need another scorer and maybe they were just bargaining against themselves and paid way too much money, but mm-hmm. it's the Joachim Noah contract. That's a, Huge, that's a tough huge, one huge hamstring yeah it is and he's not going to really play so <laughs> no i mean he was suspended for the first 20 games of the season for for uh a, a, you know a positive test for a banned substance uh 
the NBA never tells you which one that they actually tested positive for, but uh, he. I uh, could take a guess what it was for Neil Kim Noah, but. But I don't think the NBA weed tests, man. Yeah, yeah, you know what? They if they do, if they did, uh, they'd have a lot more suspensions. I totally agree, and I don't think weed should be illegal anyway. So that doesn't um, really bother me. So. Yeah, it doesn't bother me either. But that contract, four years, seventy-two million for a guy who's a not going to you know start off the second season of the contract suspended, and B is always hurt and is always going to be hurt. Um, it's it's just not worth it. Like I, you just can't see any conceivable way where he played where, where he regains his uh form when he won uh, the uh, NBA defensive player of the year which was five years ago now right so you're basically yeah, on a guy yeah, yeah. five years older staying healthy well that was a Phil Jackson contract too as well right uh yes that's a Phil Jackson contract yeah and that's they got him out of there he was just horrendous for them but again I'm not a Knicks fan but they have to be good for the NBA to maximize and the NBA is you and I talk about this all the time. We both agree that the NFL is taking hits and it could, I mean, in theory, if the NFL doesn't clean its ass up, they're going to be, have no popularity. No kids are going to want to play it. Um, it's just the way it is because people don't want to die and have problems at, at young ages because their brains are melting. So, you know, the NBA is already a worldwide sport and I understand the NFL is too. I get it. But you know, the NBA is in all the big countries that count. You yeah, know what I mean? But you that's, know what? That's the thing. Let's think about the NBA for a second versus the NFL. Where's the best player in the NFL from? The United States. Yeah. Right now, outside LeBron, let's look at the best players 25 years and younger. Chris Porzingis, Latvian. Joel yeah. Embiid, Cameroonian. Ben mm-hmm. Simmons, Australian. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Greek. Greek. There's a lot of talent that's come. Uh, you know, we spoke to Frankie, Frankie Nielakina. You know, French, keeping up, yeah. keeping up that French point guard tradition started by Tony Parker in the NBA. The NBA yeah, fan, is, fabulous player. Yeah, I mean Manu Ginobili. Manu Ginobili, Ma- yeah, Manu Ginobili still doing it at 40 for the Spurs in big spots. Argentine player. Uh, yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of guys in the league who are from from other countries who are young, talented, and are gonna are gonna spread the game. That's something the NFL definitely doesn't have. No, they don't. I mean, they have they, I, the only guy I can think of, honestly, God in the NFL is Jay Ajaya, and that's because he plays for my Eagles now, and he's a London kid from England. But I don't. I know there's a couple of German guys. I don't even know if they're still in the league. But yeah, you're right. And you know, I wouldn't call those guys superstars. The guys we're talking about, you know, Przingis, the, the Giannis. The, these guys are stars in the league right now. Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Rudy Gobert for another French player. I mean, these again, that's it's a matter of time before you get another big time Chinese player a matter of time before you get a, again, India, India is a, a massive country. Eventually you're going to get a kid who can play and he's going to be in the NBA, you know, basketball without borders. I was talking to Kalen about this. He said, Kalen's a native. Um, well, he's an AI guy. Most people who listen to AI know, know Kalen Karim. He lives in South Africa. And he said every year there's a basketball with that. And I didn't know this. I didn't know it was down there. It's literally five minutes from where he lives. There's a basketball without borders camp every year, which I thought was like, wow. Like I talked to Kay almost every day and that blew me away. I was like, wow, that that's far reaching. Like, I don't know how many good South African players are there or, but there is, you could probably imagine there, you could mine a lot of African talent. I just, in my opinion, but again, I just, I do agree. I think the NBA is just more global game. 
it's it, it they just they're better with their fans they're better with their teams uh i just think it's more i hate to be like the hipster person but it does feel like they're more of like a a hip thing now than the nfl is and i'm, I'm sure you probably agree so i'll ask you one last question before we'll stop and it's going to be a hard question because you have to take everything in consideration if you had to pick one player in the NBA who you could have on your Knicks, one player with your current roster, and you can have that player for whatever his contract is now. Now, that could be a guy who's a rookie, and then he plays his rookie contract out, and then you resign him. Who would it be? Uh, I'm not going to overthink this. It's I, I go with the best guy in the NBA. <laughs> go with LeBron James. LeBron James, you make, okay. every, team, you make every team better. So you'd go LeBron, Porzingis, Hardaway Jr., that would be your five. But LeBron's, what, 32? 30, 32 or 33? Yep. So you're, you, you, want instant, you want instant right now because I'm thinking you're going to say Giannis or I'm thinking you're going to say – I mean, I love Giannis. I wouldn't mind him either, but I guess the idea is I, I, I would want to add the best player, and I think LeBron can turn basically any team into an instant contender because basically that's what he does. He is just that good. He's a he's a he's a gener- he's the best player of his generation, um, and I think yeah, he would no doubt. Turn, I think he would turn any team, especially in this NBA, into a uh, into a contender. Yeah, and that, and it makes sense too because he does other other players obviously tend to flock to him. He does create super teams. So, all right, Jeff, we'll end on that note. Um, thanks so much for coming on again. I apologize to all the listeners. Um, Dave is moving back to his homeland, so it, it's it's a little bit tougher to do these. Um, he's I don't even think he's even back there yet, but I know he's busy. So Justin's been on before. I'm sure Justin will be on a lot more in the future. But anything you want to talk about? I know you guys have to. You and Armando have to be doing a baseball pod at some point. Yeah, it, it, sh- it keeps shifting days, but here and there. But we are going to get to it in the coming week. At some point, it's probably gonna be next Tuesday now. Um, but yeah. That's uh that that's out there. I'm gonna complain about the Mets a lot because they're mm-hmm. they're they're a fucking shit show. Yeah, I, being a Phillies fan, I don't really know what the Mets are doing. They're kind of like in half win mode now and half I don't know what to do now, um, which is strange. And the the you know Phillies signing Carlos Santana, I like that signing. Uh, I don't know what they're gonna do after that because the Philly, they're not the a Phillies team that's going to some chances now. to improve their team. So yeah. I'm okay if with. I'm a Phillies fan, I'd be happy with the, or- the direction the organization's going. They're attempting on getting better. Yeah, and I like Santana because he's not like he's a guy who control controls the strike zone. I like mm-hmm. those kind of guys. That's what you want. Um, so you got that coming up. Anything else? Any footy related pods? Um, I think I'll probably be doing one of the Nina Kowser shows during uh, the uh, the festive period. So uh, oh, awesome! I, I will I will be talking about a, a post game. Nice, and hopefully they're all wins. Um, for me, uh, nothing really. I'm gonna keep, we're gonna keep doing this show. Um, if I can hop on any footy pods, I certainly will. It's hard to with two little kids, so I feel bad always turning them down. It sucks because I love doing this, but just happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, everybody. Be nice to each other, be happy, be safe, and like I say at the ever, end of every one of these podcasts. If you don't do anything else in life, do one thing. Trust the process.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.